Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbalay. Today I wanted to talk a little bit associated with these Russian hacking articles. The beauty of seeing the Russian hacking articles next to the fake news articles always strikes me as really strange. There's a quality that you look for in descriptive writing, which I think is really important, and particularly in descriptive writing that is paid for by some entity. When you read the Russian hacking articles, these are articles that said that basically Russia hacked someone, rarely said associated with who they hacked, they just hacked. And based on this, the election was thrown in favour of Trump. Really very, very curious. The Russians could have been involved with the DNC hack. What's fascinating is actually the DNC hack goes down to a few individuals who at certain points clicked certain links, provided information, did things that most individuals, most intelligent individuals in this day and age don't do with regards to emails. Now, it's understandable that people are in positions of stress, what have you, they do stupid things, these kind of things. What isn't understandable is how the DNC was hacked so repeatedly and how they changed no aspect of their protocols. What's also fascinating through this is that the accusation that the election was thrown because the emails were hacked or there was some hacking event. In these articles, in these articles that you see in the news, have no discussion associated with the DNC, no discussion associated with what was in the emails, no discussion of how this hacking event swung the election, what it did with regards to public opinion, what it did with regards to the fundamentals of the DNC, what it did with regards to the news media. The fact that you see these articles that are written that are so completely devoid of any substance but just indicate how horrible it was that Russia hacked something and it threw the election somehow indicates really strongly that the news media is fundamentally corrupt. And the notion of fake news, this notion that certain news articles aren't true, so what we need to do now is actually go on a purge of these news articles. But mysteriously, the paid-for news articles, the ones that the DNC paid for, the allocation of blame and scorn associated with how perverse the news media has become under this paid-for media system is never accurately explored. What you see through the fake news articles is actually the DNC acknowledging first the, that they have a group of supporters that will never read WikiLeaks. They have a group of supporters that will never spend the intellectual time associated with going through these emails and understanding the breadth of the rot that was with inside the DNC. Rather than doing that, let's talk about those other news articles. Actually, no, let's just put all news in doubt, except for mysteriously the news that you're receiving through these sources. And let's say that the whole thing needs to be specifically censored, that the media needs to be censored now because mysteriously those other people might be producing fake news articles. This strikes me as one of the most profound assaults on freedom of speech that has ever occurred. And certainly within living memory, I've never seen anything like this. As someone who puts out information freely and attempts to put out quality information to try and get some response in the listeners, and does so in a really small scale, my concern is that these kind of tools, very much like net neutrality, the fact that these tools will be used against people such as myself strikes me as horrifying. And in criticising, in going to the basic fundamentals of these things, these ideas, the way in which information is presented and the way in which information has clearly been corrupted, providing these analytical tools 
is in itself going to be corrupted. I found this with net neutrality. My experience with net neutrality, for folks who have never heard me talk on this, was associated with the fact that Google blocked the Noble Ape website, that at the time, 17, 15 to 17 years of my work, had been blocked by the major search engine. Through this period of time, I realized that net neutrality wasn't about the cable that reaches the internet. It was about the internet as a whole, both the cable that reaches the internet and also the internet. And when people talk about net neutrality, they mean very clearly it's just about the cable. The cable that gets you your internet and the internal wiring of the internet needs to be providing neutrality of a very particular form. Not that the search engines, the service providers within the internet need to adhere to any form of neutrality, but that these other entities, the cable providers, the way in which they load balance, need to be neutral. But the nature of these large corporations... They don't have to be neutral. That's not part of the discussion. It's very much defining the terms associated with having a very one-sided discussion. This occurred well prior to me working for the corporation that I currently work for. The corporation that I currently work for has its own issues associated with this thing. I talked about this independently and prior to my time with my current employer. This is an independent experience relating to Noble Ape specifically. And I think the stuff that is occurring with fake news currently, the discussion of fake news, the definition of fake news within not doing any degree of analysis with regards to the DNC, and the propagation of these news articles that are provided by what people would see on the face of it if they did no research as uncorruptible news organisations, is very, very concerning. The DNC should do a mere culpa, should expunge itself from this idea of paying journalists and creating articles that are unscreened by journalists and just published. They need to disavow themselves from this technique and they need to acknowledge that they have done it in the past and it was wrong and it perverted the media in a variety of fashions and they need to disavow themselves and move on. The fact that they're not, the fact that they're doubling down on this effort, they're creating new and more curious methods for continuing with this effort indicates really seriously that the fundamentals of the system are really, really, really rotten. And this has to be acknowledged formally by the population in some very profound sense. Part of it is looking at it as amusing entertainment. Part of it is educating others around you that this thing has gone on for too long and it's ridiculous. And ultimately, from my perspective, as someone who produces a tiny amount of content periodically, part of it is to do podcasts such as this. Tom Barbalay in San Jose, signing out.